we have dots. Okay, we have dots. Why don't you want to be called Dante? Do you know what it stands for? Um, yeah, like thought is like goddess, right? But it's an acronym. What's the acronym? What's the acronym? That hoe over there. Oh, we are not the thoughts, but we have thoughts, which are true, honest opinions that stick. Like, why do you feel so strongly about being against? Like, some people are like, oh, narcissism is bad. That's all they're gonna say. But it's like when you talk about it, you have such a passion. Like, this is the worst thing they can be. Like, I know why it's like a everybody's narcissist, or they try to say everybody's narcissist now. But you can see those traits in people. And it's like the longer you live and sometimes going through certain experiences, it's like you can pick up on it a little faster. So why are you so passionate? Cause them niggas crazy. So like, let me stop. <laughs> um. Well, I think uh, I think it's an epidemic. I, if you ever read anything by Robert Greene, he has a book called The Natural Laws of Human Nature, and I was surprised that the introduction mentioned narcissism. And so, just to give it like a background, all of us have narcissistic traits, but there's a scale, let's say 1 to 10, and somebody who's a 10, well, narcissism is basically, the story is this guy named Narcissus was looking in a pond one day, and he fell in love with his own reflection, he kept staring at it to the point that he drowned, because he fell in love with it, fell in, that's where the name comes from. So it's having a sense of self-worth, but when it becomes a problem is when it starts affecting other people. So it's like a scale. So all of us have it, have of it, and it's it's healthy. There's so he explains in his book, and people talk about it different ways, but he explains how there's a healthy narcissist, there's a covert narcissist, an overt narcissist, blah 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 blah, right? The reason why I'm passionate is because I know I grew up around it. And so then after going through therapy and different things, I understand why I would attract the certain kind of friends and lovers, mostly romantic relationships, to why I felt more comfortable in those type of relationships because it was familiar. And when something is familiar, it doesn't necessarily mean it's healthy. You know what I mean? You could literally... Um, believe that walking around with your parents naked is normal right but if if it that might not also be healthy that's not a in my in most people's eyes that's a little strange especially if you're an adult right so but if you don't know better you don't know you don't know you don't know so the reason why I'm passionate about it because if you don't understand it and you're a person who I used to be a big people pleaser believe it or not big people pleaser I cared about what people thought about me, um, and I would almost do anything for the approval of the people who I was around. So, and it was, it. I think it took a lot of years of my life where I've wasted a lot of time dealing with stuff that was unnecessary. So I think my passion comes from that I, I believe more, a lot of people are doing the same thing. They just don't understand it. They just think this is just how people are. And until you get out of the certain environments, um, you won't know. Like, I'll never forget, I used to be around, like my group of friends now, 
when I look at my old group of friends, like I don't want to say I was stupid, but that shit's scary. Because I'll never forget, matter of fact, a long time ago, before I even had the kids, I remember we all went out to the club. Let's say we all came here and I couldn't get in. What would y'all do? I would either try to figure out a way to get you in or we just wouldn't go. We would leave. Yeah, we would. I was the driver. I drove us to this place and they still went in without me. I figured out how to get in on my own and one of the girls who I would say is probably the leader of the pack was up, she was like, oh, we're not gonna be by you because you ain't getting us, you're not gonna have us hot. Yeah, like, and so you there was- driver? I was the driver! I was the, can you? I would've just left, right? If I was healthy, I'd have like, cool, y'all can stay. Make sure you get a cab home. I'm going home. In my mind, that would make me feel like they never planned to leave with you anyway. If they were so comfortable going in without you, they never planned on leaving with you anyway. But they was leaving with me. How would they get home? With a nigga. No. It was, we was too young for that. Oh. I mean, we wasn't too young, but... Oh, you didn't say before you had kids. That would be kind of... We were like 17, 18. I, just, I, I don't know if I was pregnant yet. I might have been pregnant and no. But... They People weren't were like going, that. They was going back home to their mama house. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. This wasn't like in our 20s or something oh, like okay. that. That no. makes more sense. And then, like, I remember this other group of friends that I had here, a whole nother state. This is a whole nother state. I remember I started my Healthy and Sexy show. I had an apron. I had t shirts. It would say Healthy and Sexy and stuff. And I remember I was excited to come around them and show them, you know, look what you know, support my show, blah, blah, blah. And they, always change the topic. Anytime I brought it up, they would change the topic. Every single time. Every single time. And it was like, then I remember I was we was trying to put something together, like as a group for the kids. We had this foundation and everything. I remember nobody was like, consistent with our communication. You know what I'm saying? You know how like we kind of make plans, meet up, blah, blah, blah. So people were slacking, like, let's say you didn't come today, just randomly, we all meeting you here, and you just, you just never said nothing. So I'm like, yo, we can't build nothing if we're going to be communicating this way. And I remember the girl said, this is not the Zykira Casado show. Blah, 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 blah. Yes, I swear to God, she blacked out. I got it on, I still got that recorded. And she was going, I was just sitting there, and I'm so numb to, to certain things that I was just like, that's actually a good idea. And then that's when I started rebranding everything, <laughs> my name, but I wasn't hearing it as disrespect. So a lot of people are living lives that they don't understand it, that they might be being disrespected. And you don't know it because let's say if you're definition or your experience in relationships have been oh thank god he didn't hit me you'll let anything slide you'll let as long as he don't hit you you know what i'm saying so i think my passion is is that i think i just want to help is i don't know i just i just understand it the dynamic you don't want anybody to fall victim to that right and it's something that i think is more common than not because, you know how they say like, all oh, people be worried about bullies when you're young? There's adult bullies. There's 
adult bullies. And I feel like, yeah. I, I feel like I'm not talking about the topic though. I don't really don't know how to talk about it because there's so many parts of it. I think you did really good because you gave some personal exposition. You explained well why you're passionate about it. And it seems like you're educating yourself about it so it's like you don't fall into the same path. It's like you, you recognize that this isn't what it's supposed to be. And you took steps to change that. I think a lot of people can recognize that whatever they're going through, this is not a good healthy pattern. But then they just stick there because either they can't or they don't know how to move into a, a healthier mindset. Because everybody needs a therapist. Even a therapist needs therapists. Yeah, most of therapists do have therapists. But also, it really stems from childhood. And I think people don't... It really, most everything... Because you got to think about it. Most of us don't remember what happened between zero to five years. Five years, I don't know if y'all remember. I remember I was running down the steps and it was like, Oh, my life is alive. I'm alive. It's like I now from that point it's nothing I don't remember unless I'm you know I don't remember everything but you get what I'm saying so you don't know what happened in certain aspects of your life to understand why and so therapy definitely but also reading on your own I think people need to read more social media definitely shows that people don't read because y'all ever see somebody like some old shit and then people be commenting and stuff and you be like I posted this shit five years ago but no one will notice if you go on a picture this is just I did this just to prove to myself that people don't read but I literally went on an old picture or someone commented on an old picture and I wasn't going to respond because it was old but I responded and then all these other people were commenting on the picture and I'm like why well, I understand the algorithm is what makes it relevant and all of that but if you were to read just for two seconds it said 2019 but people don't read. They just see it, scroll it, take it as reality and run with it. You literally can go on like, like Joe Budden. Did you see that thing he did? No, because I try to keep him outside of my sphere because he is an awful human being. Why you say that? You know he beat Tahiri. Like he beat her. Like threw her down the steps. Oh, I know. Yeah, like he, and then he's he's narcissistic. I think he's a gaslighter manipulator. Damn, see that's all a part of it. Like I yeah, feel like, like he is. All, and then like what he did recently to his partners, and he flipped on them. Oh, I saw that. And then they left him and started their own stuff because he just. It, it oh, was I didn't like, know he left. I didn't know they left. Rory and Maul, they got their own podcast now. Oh, I didn't know they left. Yeah, and so it's just like he needs it. And he like he kind of like if you watch some of the his most recent seasons of Love and Hip Hop, he says it. He says he went. Da, 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 but I don't think he's really doing the work. You know what? Me and my, well, I won't say who, but me and somebody was talking on the way to practice about this girl and her relationship and how this guy just be doing crazy shit to her. But he doesn't have, he obviously, based off the conversation, did not get raised in an environment where, like, I think his dad got like 15 kids, maybe like nine baby mamas type of deal. And so, when we were talking, I'm like, well, the reason why this probably, he's treating her and doing the things that he's doing, because he, they broke up for like maybe six months and he ended up with two more kids during their break, during their break. Yeah, and they have kids together too. But then the crazy part is she did the whole, not Tahiri, but what's that other guy named who got the kids with the two girls? Oh, uh, and 
they kept having baby, baby, yeah. They kept having baby after baby because, you know, one of them wanted to have the last baby. So that's what she did. She got pregnant. After that, there's no way I'm getting pregnant by a man that just got, you know what I'm saying? So, like, but when I was thinking about it and it was being said to me, I'm seeing it from a different lens. He never was raised to understand what monogamy is. Clearly. And if you don't know, you really don't know. Then her, she never, somewhere in her makeup is making her believe this is all that she's ever going to get. Or this chick is bad to the bone. I'm not going to get too many details because then it might be obvious what we'll talk about. But she's doing her thing. That's all I'm going to say. Like, like, tip my hat. But it's like, but you got him. I mean, I'm sure people don't, like, sometimes I feel like that about my ex. I be seeing these Facebook memories. Did you notice that man's head is crooked? It's like, it's like the side. It's, it's like lopsided. Has he ever had his jaw broken? Yeah. That's why. From an accident. That's why his head was lopsided. But I ain't never noticed that until we, I, was, I, I will say that. I've never been a fan of him. Like as as long as I've known you and you was with him, I've never been a fan of him. But I said if this is gonna be my friend man, I better learn how to get along with him. But we also have your problem. I remember you flat out asked me, Jay, should I leave him? And I said, Yes. And I just remember like I'm just gonna be here for my friend. So you know what it was with him though. <laughs> See there was good in him. But I think Wait, so my problem is, is that I thought I understood it so much, the psychology of people and what they went through, that I thought that I could either fix the problem, and that's how I think I got caught up in that web, because, and it triggered everything that was in me, but part of that, if someone is hiding something, that means they don't feel good about it, because there's a lot of men like this dude I was just talking about, who's very open and honest that I'm a hoe and I'm okay with that. And I'm not monogamous. Puffy just said it. Puffy was just on Breakfast Club. He said him and Carisha is best friends. Yeah, they're not they're not boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, and he said, I'm not the type of guy that's gonna come over and be around here acting like I'm monogamous when I know I'm not. See, I can I can deal with that. I'm not saying that I would deal with it, but I can respect that. Yeah, because he's upfront and honest. Right, so if she wants to deal with him being not monogamous, and he, she's, I mean, I, I saw somebody posted that in front of my friend. I don't follow her, but it's like, I guess he, he just got her a truck or something. Yeah, he bought her a some vehicle. Some real nice, like a Maybach truck or some shit. And it's like, okay, well, she wants to accept that, and because he said she will always be late, always have access to whatever I have I could see how somebody could go okay I could do with that but you can't be mad and give me problems when I'm doing what you might not want me to do I, but I feel like it's, it's an agreement on both sides if you I, I feel like Parisha is one of the people who Definitely lives, is. lives what she grabs yeah and I think that Diddy recognized that in her and it was like well if you a city girl I'm a city man I remember one time <laughs> One of my boyfriends at the time was like, damn, I wonder how he does that. Because at one Thanksgiving, he had all his baby mamas in one spot. I said, 
Did you not read that? This is when the girl was alive. Um, Kim, Kim Porter. Kim Porter was alive, and when he said it, I started doing research because I'm, you know, I'm just naturally curious. I'm like, you understand that every month she gets about eleven thousand dollars from Diddy. Eleven thousand dollars a month is more than the average person, and that's only from her being his mother of his children. And you're confused of why he could have them all at the table. And I think it's not even just like a money thing, or he takes care of his kids thing. I think that he never disrespected them. No, like he—he's. It seems like if he's had that conversation with publicly about whoever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could see how they would be cool with that. Like, imagine Eddie. I mean, he don't got no other baby mamas, but I—I I don't know. I don't got no problem with Eddie right now. But I really wouldn't have no problem with Eddie if I had five, ten thousand dollars coming in. Let me y'all uh, ask you this: Do you think that y'all could have like a family dinner if he like had a new girlfriend and wanted to bring her to the dinner? We've had boys? that. Oh, okay. Yeah, like me and his ex. That one girl, I loved her. She had my kids, I would talk to her. We never chilled together, but Eddie has chilled with me and my ex. Eddie was there when um, the Zaykir graduated. I was with D-Den, he was there. They, they stayed in the same house when I was with Fees. Okay. Yeah, so I think when it comes to the kids, you should be able to be cordial. So yeah, so you don't need $10,000 for that a month. But it definitely helps. It definitely helps. I mean, what was I getting? A few hundred of them? I mean, that's like something you can't be, like that's one issue that you don't have is financial support. So it's like something you can't be mad about. Right, like what else What else do we have a problem with? We're not together, you take care of your kids, you know. And at that time when Eddie was down there, that didn't make sense. I'm not having y'all and Mr. Howard. It wasn't just Eddie, it was Eddie and also his father. So. But even if it was just Eddie, I wouldn't have no problem with him being upstairs with his kids and we got a whole downstairs. Like, I don't got a problem with that man. We got kids together. And anything, I think with co-parenting, you got to think about the fact that y'all have children that did not ask to be here. And if they did not ask to be so here, said that. they did not. They, they did not ask to be in your mess. So if you could have laid down and threw that thing back, that you should be able to have a conversation in front of your kids to make them kids feel loved by both of you because at the end of the day it's about them fuck y'all we didn't make it but we have to be together because we have one thing well in my case two things in common and that's like Karen's Zaire so I think with anybody even without the 10k a month you can make it work but god damn it and I never gave him hell Anything, he gave me hell. I don't woke up with no tires on my car. <laughs> Shout out to Eddie Earl. Yes, on cinder blocks. I know he did it. He won't admit it, but I know he did it because he's a mechanic. How did you get my block? How did you get the tires off that fast? And who would have thought cinder blocks? Then he made a joke about cinder blocks after it happened. Come on, Eddie <laughs> Come on, Eddie Earl. Come on. I was sitting outside like this nigga crazy. And then at that time, my little friend man was such a punk ass. He was a punk. I'm like, you bigger than him. Got me out here acting for anyway. But yeah, co-parenting I think is a must if y'all broke up.
because the kids ain't asked to be here. Y'all couldn't make it work. That ain't their problem. That ain't they, if anything, that's the biggest lesson to teach them. That despite it all, that has. I, I think my kids have to know we love them because we be having jokes. So I'll be like, what up, Eddie Earl? He'd be like, what up, Beaver? He know I hate to be called Beaver, but that's what my family used to call me. I used to have big ass teeth, a gap, all of that. And they used to try to convince me they called me Beaver because of the show Leave It to Beaver. But that doesn't make sense. Like, am I really yeah, that curious? You're not the youngest. I'm not the youngest. I was curious. I didn't even used to get in trouble. I was a person who would collect bugs and was a geek and stuff. But I wasn't like me with the beaver. I just wanted to. It's okay. I got big teeth. You got me braces. Thank you. But my, I used to have a gap. One tooth used to be up. I was skinny, big ears. So they. They try to come and say, like, hey, Beaver. I'm like, hey, Eddie Earl. <laughs> Shout out to Eddie Earl. He's he doing his thing. Yeah, give him a while. Give him a while. <laughs> Shout out to Eddie Earl. Bring your son his car, please. He's getting on my nerves. At, at this point, he's getting on my nerves. I got to hear about it. But in his defense, he trying to make sure it's right. You know, it's not a brand new car. They're fixing on it. It's getting cold. They don't get it by the end of the Oh, month, yeah. So. He definitely don't want a work car the whole time. No. And, and, and it's in the hands of Pop too, so I feel more comfortable. I'm sure Pop ain't gonna do that. He wouldn't even drive the car without plates. So, yeah. But, um, but yeah, but back to the topic. Don't be a narcissist. Well, you can't, we well, you know what? Narcissistic people are the most hurt people though. And I think that's the part that made me stay around or try to understand them, but they are, extremely wounded because something in their upbringing made them turn off the imp well no 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 narcissistic people are different from people with npd because that's narcissistic personality disorder that means that you do things to harm people and uh if it's not within you so i'll give you a couple examples because this shit's wild i won't even mention his name but one of my relationships just to give you an idea of how much they need attention because they don't have a sense of self. So all of us normal human beings have a sense of self, right, an identity. But when you don't have an identity, you kind of take from other people, right? So they are attracted to people with a big life. The people who are, and what they do is kind of mimic them and kind of like think of it like a vampire you're sucking the blood out of them right but the part that's crazy is that they require so much attention and they're willing to do anything for it give you an example i didn't understand it when it happened to me because i can imagine if you could imagine what would be your thoughts if this happened to you and a relationship with someone who says you're supposed to be in love my grandmother died and this nigga blocked me on the same day that she died. And to give you a backstory, and I think I told you this recently, but to give you a backstory of this, in North New Jersey, we don't have a train system here like up north. You from, you know, DC has similar, where every hour you can get on a train, every 30 minutes you can get a bus. It's not like up here, you don't really, really need a car out there. So the bus is coming, my grandma died, I didn't want to be around with everybody so I went out and passed flyers out to clear my head I'm like all right my family gonna be there at 8 o'clock the bus is coming at 7 it's 6 45 everyone knows you got to be at the bus 
five to at least ten minutes to have the safe haven so you don't get left. Or a train. We were going on a train. 6.50, this nigga stops to get a coffee. I said, if we miss this train, I'll see you at the house. Because I got to go. I'll, so I'm, I'm walking. I got to go. Very logical. We live together. Excuse me. Get on a train. I'm looking at the clock. It's 6.57. Yo, where you at? Blah, 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 blah. I'm coming. The, the train's about to leave, but the next one is at 15 minutes. You got the key if it leaves. So I'm on the train, train about to pull off, I don't even see him. He said, did you leave? I said, yeah, I'll meet you back at the house. I'm on Facebook, obviously it's a 30 minute ride. I'm looking on Facebook at the time. Facebook, when you get blocked, shows user not found or user unavailable or some shit. It's like a white box with whatever. So I'm looking. Like, it's every box, this, this white box is everywhere that I remember previously was his comments. So I look, I go, I call him up like, you ain't just blocked me, did you? He said, <laughs> this like sinister laugh. <laughs> Shouldn't you be focused on your grandma? So I'm confused at this point. Like, how could you do this? This is crazy. No fight. No beef. Nothing. This is the type of shit that he would do. So then I remember him. Uh, we okay. So let's say the funeral was that. Because we kind of knew she was going to die eventually soon because she was in hospice. And he said he wasn't coming to the funeral because he had to take his grandma to Atlantic City. Yeah, to go play bingo or some shit, right? And he's never taken his grandma anywhere. But he was like, but it's okay. You can practice your obituary with me. So it's so confused. When you're in the situation, it's so absolutely confusing because they are your biggest fans one minute and then they're not. But the problem with a narcissistic person is or who has MPD is they do you go through stages the first stage is love bombing a love bombing is everything's perfect like they loving on you they pay you attention they giving you everything they want to do this they want to trip but a red flag of it is is that it's usually very fast paced it's like going like this a normal relationship kind of goes like this you're getting to know a person it's you're gradually, you know, you might get on my nerve a little bit, right? But it's like, kind of like towards it, right? Like you, in three months or six months, you're not talking about going to different countries again. That's like unreal. So it's such a huge thing, though, a huge gesture. It's like, man, so now when they're, because eventually a narcissistic person's mask is going to come off. They can't hold it forever. It, it, it has to come off because, again, think of it like Halloween. You're going to get hot in your damn costume at some point. You got It's going to come off. Something is going to trigger that shit off. But once it happens, it's like you're stuck on the fact of how it was. Oh, if only it could get the way that it was before. It had to be something else. Maybe it's something I'm doing. And then if you're not a healthy person, because the problem isn't really the narcissist. The problem is that you got to become healthy because they only go for certain people. It's not like certain people are not going to attract somebody with MPD and still be with them for a long period of time. So 
done? Yep. Okay. Thank you. Um, Are you finished with this? Yeah. I love the little cuts. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. You're welcome. So, um, so that's the problem is that you're always stuck on how it was and now you're already in love. And so when you're in love, you're kind of dumb. Not dumb, but you're... Blind to certain things. Your logic is tainted. Yeah, it's like you're kind of drunk in some aspects, right? And so, why was I bringing that up? Oh, so that was like one thing. Then I remember... What was it? something else outrageous? Um, it was just... It's just unbelievable things. And then it gets to a point where you don't want to share it. Because it's like, especially if they're um, a covert person. If they're a covert nurse, they're very covered up. On the outside public, it's like, damn, they're like amazing, you know? One of my relationships, literally this person taught on how the mind is impressionable in the morning and at night. And he would purposely whisper shit in my ear. Purposely. When I'm about to go to sleep. Mean stuff. Not nice stuff like, this is why I don't find you attractive. He used to say to me, he used to say to me, uh, he used to say that there's something that I'm doing that would make people like me. And he hasn't figured out what it is, but he know, he would make me feel like, Actually, here's the reason why I even came across the word narcissism and figured out that it was rooted from childhood and why I'm attracted to this type of a person and all this shit. Like, it actually helped me. But part of that was... Oh, wait a minute. Amtrak is one of our sponsors. <laughs> and we just got to do a quick, like, um, promo of December 17th. Like, okay. 30 seconds. Yeah, very Video early. Especially because we don't have everything finalized, but we do have a date. We have a date and a place. We got the place. Oh, we have a location. Yeah, we got the date and place. Don't think we don't die as a fire. Yeah, I mean, we got time. Which it will do, yeah. But, um, yeah, so, anyway, I don't feel like going all in more detail about the travesties, but... Yeah, I used to share your experience. Yeah, I used to think this nigga was gay. That's what I started thinking. I'm like, you gotta be gay. Because it was even a point when it was just so much manipulation. And if you're not careful, if you're in that web, yeah, that junk could kill you. Literally, your spirit will be dead. My spirit, when I look at some pictures from back when I was going through it, I'm like, yeah, I look happy. But I know in each picture what I really was feeling. And it's like, yo, they... If you're not care, if you're a person that's supposed to be doing whatever, they will try to. Is it depress? Not depress. Compress? No. With squash. Minimize. Yes. When I look back, I'm like, I don't know. Anyway, I will give some recommendation recommendations if you feel like you might be in a narcissistic relationship. I think number one for females is Daughters of Narcissistic Moms. I think that's a huge one by Kathy McBride. That shit changed my life. Um, what is Normal is a good book. And Should I Leave or Go? That's a really good book. Um, if you're ever in limbo, you know, a healthy relationship, I think, and any, not just romantically, 
I think even the company you keep friendship-wise, if they don't feel, if you don't feel like they push you forward or encourage you to be great, then shit, goddamn. That don't necessarily mean they are sister either, but they might not be you. They just might not be you. But they also could be narcissistic. It's an epidemic going on. Oh, and the law of human nature. That's what I'm currently reading. I can't, I'm like, yeah. I canceled the date because of that book. Cancel the date? Yes. I was like, I'm in the zone. We can go out next week. And it was last minute. So that's it. Even though it probably would have been fun. Nice dinner. But not a... Uh,